Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. We're slumming hard so you don't have to. That was um, that was like a, a next level radio voice that you just did. That was oh, awesome! You got to get up close to the mic on that. You got to, yeah. That's the thing. The key to the radio <laughs> is creepy. turn your mic way up and talk really quietly. Like that's the NPR thing, at least. Yeah, I feel and, like their studio must be so quiet because and the NPR thing is to have like weird vocal affectations. And yeah, and like super like, high compression rate so that all your little ticks get amplified. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like NPR. Plus their politics. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I know I know like vocal fries is what it is, but is there a word for when your mouth is dry and it like does that? You can hear thing? dry mouth? Yeah. You? No, but I hate it. <laughs> Me too. Speaking of which, I'm going to take a sip of water. So I had kind of a breakthrough last night. My wife and I went to see a movie. My wife. Uh-huh. What movie was it? It's a movie called Second Act. Oh, yeah. Did you like that? My wife saw that with her mother. Oh, yeah. Is that the one with Whoopi Goldberg where she is a nun <laughs> and she teaches the kids how to sing? No. It's, uh, yes. No, that's yeah, Sister sorry. Act 2, Back in the Habit oh, that you're yeah. thinking of. Oh, okay. Um, it was. It has Jennifer Lopez. Yep. 2018. I'm listening. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> uh, Milo Ventimiglia. Do you know who Vanessa Hudgens is? Hud- Hudgens? Of course. of course. Huggins? She was in that movie Spring Breakers. Yes. Harmony, the oh, Harmony she was also the Harmony Corinne film, Spring Breakers. Oh, but she was also in uh, all the Disney things. Yeah, she was in High School Musical, too. High that's School Musical, I, there it is. That's and I think High I School Musical 1, the original. She was in Jumanji. I think that's what I recognized her from. Wait, what? She Wait, was what? in a Jumanji. Which, Juman- which Jumanji? Because I don't think she was. Wasn't she? No, she was not. I'm pretty well, sure she was. <laughs> yeah, you um, should take it back. At any rate, I'm I'm normally like <laughs> a snob when it comes uh-huh. to stuff, just uh-huh. to things in general. I mean, yeah, because um, you worked in a record store, so your taste is heightened. Exactly. Your, right. your palate is refined, you might say. I watch a lot of uh, comedians that nobody thinks are funny, and so that's how I'm able to tell what's funny because <laughs> I think they're funny, but other normal people don't. Of course, um, yes. Go on. So this is not the type of movie that I would normally like yeah. in that it is uh, poorly written and has lots of very cheap, terrible jokes in it. Uh-huh. But I actually Go enjoyed on. it. Oh. Okay. So, and it had nothing to do with the fact that Jennifer Lopez was in it. Well... It had, you know what I'm saying. I get it. Although, because of her huge butt. I also am very open minded, so much so that some friends and I went to go see Geely in theaters when it came out. And it had Ooh. everything to do with the fact that Jennifer Lopez was in it. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so bad. I can't even think of what movie that is. It was literally offensive. It was like, it was like this dude, it was Ben Affleck. Who was like some kind of like white mobster, like Italian mobster? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was like the whole. There was like this thing throughout where like his brother was mentally handicapped, and it was like it was like the quote unquote retarded brother was like Yikes. the whole side thing. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like a there's like a ten minute scene in the middle of it where Jennifer Lopez is just like doing yoga. Nice. Is she like ducking under lasers and stuff? It, essentially, yeah. It's like it's that scene, but it's really it was really bad. We were the only people in the theater. There was like four of us. We went as a, like a gag, but it was this a really movie, bad movie. This movie had some of my favorite like chick flick uh, tropes. Tropes, exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Is um, that a chick flick? That's when any movie with Michael Chiklis in it. Yeah. <laughs> or. Flick McKenzie, I don't know. 
Um, that's like it sounds like a like a race car driver from the seventies or something like that. Flick McKenzie, <laughs> or like yeah, like a pitcher. He's yeah, got a wicked. He's got a wicked spitball. <laughs> Flick McKenzie. So like Leah Rimini was her friend, you know, because of course you have to have like the one friend who. Whether they're was married the, or not is like, you know, has kids and is like, well, they don't have all the drama in their life that you. Yeah, do. I need the, you to explain this movie to me, because all I know from it is that they like have sex a few times. Like, was there a homosexual friend? The <clears throat> they don't really. I don't remember anyone having sex in the movie like they talk about having sex. I mean, there are children, so presumably somebody had sex at one point. What? What is there a homosexual well, I mean, friend she gets into the shower who has all him, the good advice leads one to believe. You must be thinking of this of a different movie. Second act. No, I'm thinking of the same movie. Cuz or maybe they just Maybe like, it's just in the preview. Maybe they didn't advertise accurately cuz I do not remember. There's like not really a love story at all. Um, With her and Milo? Barely. Like he they oh, basically they... <laughs> they break up early in the movie. Uh-huh. And then I don't want to spoil anything, but he is, does not really play a part until the very end of the movie. See, the movie makes it she, seem like she that's... he murders her at the last scene of the movie. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Uh, I was like, that's kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> the the trailer makes it seem like that relationship is the entirety of the film. Like that that's like the thing. Like no, that's like her second the... act is having sex with Milo all over the house. No, in fact, in fact, it's pretty funny because <laughs> Lacey, like fifteen minutes into the movie. She's like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. So she gets up <laughs> and uh, comes back. You Did know, she miss she the was, second act? She was gone f- for like a minute for and a half. Sex. And she comes oh. back and she jokingly was like, did I miss anything? And I was like, yeah, actually, they just had <laughs> the shortest conversation you've ever heard where he said, I want to have kids. And she said, I don't. And so uh. he broke up with her. And they're now broken up completely. And he did not come back into the movie until the very end. So, of course, she has Leah Remini, who's her, like, she's still attractive, but not as attractive as Jennifer Lopez. And then her other two friends are just, like, the funny fat girls or whatever. So, so of course, Who's they're Vanessa not going to Of course, they're not going to have any romantic interest of any kind, you know, because the, who could? They're fat, you know. Um, uh-huh. And then. Wait, is one of them called Big Ant? <laughs> What are you saying to me right now? <laughs> there's a he's character. Up on, he's looking there's up a, there's a on character IMDb. on IMDb called Big Ant, like A N T. They it's never. This, it's a lady with curly hair. Uh, probably. I mean, that's. Let's see here. <laughs> Big Ant. Yep, Deirdre Freel. That's her, and she was actually funny in the movie. Big Ant. That's such a weird. I name. swear, it's very Listen. weird. No, her name. She doesn't have that name. That's obviously. the name in the in the film. No, it's not a. It's not a u n t. Phil, it's a n t. Yeah, it's not like aunt. It's not it's describing like the insect. Her. The insect ant, like Adam ant. I'm just telling you. It's I, his cousin Big. What are you telling us, Phil? Are you saying that she's like she plays an ant in the film? <laughs> she plays a large ant. No. Oh, maybe oh. that's her name. Maybe you got the columns mixed up. Maybe that's her actual like Christian name, and then no, Deirdre Friel is her name in the movie. What are you saying, Phil? Because I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm... for coming at you so hard. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. That's what I said <laughs> to you just now. I'm saying that every character needs a title even if they don't like say things or even if they're not named in the in the movie that's all i'm saying but why would they name anyone big ant that's not a she she that's has not a descriptive of... it's not a descriptive title um what when was this movie made oh, this year, year it's new. he saw it in theater it wasn't at like some art it wasn't at some art house movie theater or something <laughs> i can't imagine some, we didn't watch some jennifer kind of lopez jennifer lopez movie the, with subtitles or whatever 10 years later <laughs> like, like how they ant. play the wizards of oz sometimes okay so so <laughs> going to be playing this, second act the whole story years. is like she it starts off with her getting like some some douchey white guy gets the promotion over her, even though she's mm. way better at the job because he yep. went to Harvard or whatever. And she is didn't it go to Trey 
or Chase? Is, is it a guy named Chase? No, he doesn't really factor. Uh, in or is it Anderson Clark? Is it Drew Aaron? Williams? If you're just gonna try and quiz me from the IMDb <laughs> thing, I'm just trying to picture the I'm thing. To murder you. I'm, I'm trying to. Oh, but Larry the story. Larry Miller's in it, and he's he's like has his shaved head. Oh, and he Scott? looks super weird. Do you know who that is? The guy from I do. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I know him from. You know, he's the I'm dad from Ten Things I Hate About You. Yes, exactly. That honestly is probably <laughs> what I know him from. <laughs> but he's also in Pretty Woman. He's like. So I'm going to get into some pretty hard uh, second act spoilers here. So tune out Uh-oh. if you guys are looking forward to this. Just okay, don't so spoil the third off, act because that's my favorite act. Of- it starts off. She she doesn't get the job. And then no. uh, and then she makes a wish. You know, she goes to her friend to Leah Remini and they cry about it and say swear words. And then <laughs> the younger kid hears him swearing and says the swear word. And then she says, get out of here. You oh, shouldn't swear. swear like that. And uh, and then she makes kid. a wish. She wishes that. Oh, I wish. I wish. Wait, Book this is a wish fulfillment the... movie. Aaron, I'm with you. I'm sorry. Don't Go interrupt ahead. me. Go ahead. This, I'm shocked uh, by I the complexity street, of this plot. Is I wish thing. Street Smarts were the same. It th- just buckle your seatbelt because it is. <laughs> there are twists and turns. Uh, they. I wish Street Smarts were the same as Book Smarts. So then. Leah Ramini's other kid who's getting ready to go to Harvard who's because he's a genius or no Stanford and uh, she he makes up a fake she gets a call while she's at her job with her new boss who's a total dork gets a call to come and inter- do this job interview and she finds out that her her friend's son made this fake job application and lied about her credentials but she still goes to the job interview and it's for one of the like beauty suppliers or something. And because she worked at this grocery store, she knows all the ins and outs of that. So she goes into this interview and does really well mm. and ends up getting the, getting this job that she's not because of her resume where she lied, you know, oh, and then no. her main, her main rival at this place uh, is a is young determined woman to figure out. The, Who's the owner's daughter? And that's Vanessa Hudgens. That's Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. So they're they're they so come up with like this competition between the two of them. Ooh. Jennifer Lopez is gonna create <laughs> this organic line of beauty products, and Vanessa Hudgens is gonna create. I don't know. Just gonna like sort of iterate on what they already have. Just like as a sidebar, this is like the equivalent of. When like in the 1990s, people had to like create a website. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like it, it, like you should have seen the the sh- scenes in the lab, the quote unquote <laughs> lab. It was amazing. I love it. So then, okay. Uh, at some point along the way, she mentions. Oh, part of the reason she, she you know, Milo broke up with her. And then Leah Remini is like, well, did you tell him about your daughter that you gave up for adoption when you were 17 and blah, blah, what? blah. Uh, guess who Jennifer Lopez's daughter is. Annalie Ashford. No, Vanessa Hudgens. Oh. The freaking oh, what? Who she's rivals with. And the dad knew that when she called what? her in for the job interview, but he didn't know that she didn't actually go to Harvard, which is hilarious that like, <laughs> oh, somehow he's able to do all this research and know that this is the the birth mother of his adopted child, but didn't know that she didn't freaking go to Harvard, didn't even graduate from high school. Like it how is hard, the Yeah, like how hard is but, it to confirm that someone did or did not graduate from Harvard? So easy. Like it's so easy. It it's like a two minute phone call. <laughs> Um, this and is amazing, and uh, and but the absolute best part because they're like, there's they're very much foreshadowing the fact that she's the daughter, you know. Mm-hmm. But the, <laughs> but then when they kind of actually drop it, so like literally everyone who has half a brain cell in the theater knows already knows yeah that she's the daughter. But then when they actually drop it, this one lady behind us like gasped so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Lacey and I just started laughing out loud. Oh my gosh. It was so good. So then the whole culmination of the thing is, uh, you know, Vanessa Hudgens reveals her line and, Oh, we predict an increase of this percent and an, an increase in revenue of 23 million. And Jennifer Lopez reveals her line. And she's like, we predict an increase in revenue of 60 million. 
And so at the end, it's like, well, the board accepted yours. And it's like, this is not how business decisions are made. Just by like, predicting. We predict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, like, cool. I predict I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. So well, Let's go and with then, the billionaire plan. But the weird, like, the, the thing with poorly written movies a lot of times is, like, so... It, like the aspects that are annoying to me are the pieces where they try to make conflict where none actually exists. Like, yeah. Like the fact that she would be so ashamed and that like Milo was so mad at her for lying to him about the fact, like, and not telling him that she had a daughter that she gave up for adoption. Like what? Like, wait, she, why would mad? any, yeah. Like he like was at like, the end. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> why would he care? Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't like, want to tell be mad. you until You'd be like, now. Oh, man, that must have been really hard for you. Yeah, like that sucks and everything, but it's not something that makes me not want to be with you anymore. <laughs> it's the right. weirdest. It's, it, it's a, oh, why didn't you tell me? But it's not a, like a deal breaker thing. It's just like a, right. It, it, it's still, the the words are still the it same. It creates just, some conflict, but not the type of conflict that would lead you to break up. Just the type right. of conflict that would lead you to be sad or whatever. Well, cool. You don't get to tell people how to feel, so. <laughs> oh, snap. I know how, how, how normal people usually feel, though. <laughs> this episode oh, of the Gear man. Slum is sponsored by the Gabriel Tenorio String Company. Mm-hmm. Bridge to Nut Ropes. I got to get some new note, new ropes for my... Uh, new note ropes. My new rope board. Got a new rope board. Ooh. New rope plank. Yeah, it's a plank attached to a plank. A plank attached to a block, maybe? Plank. How would you describe the body? I mean, I guess it's a plank because it's slab in one direction. A slab, maybe? It's like a plank. It's not a slab in the guitar sense. The neck is a a plank. The whole thing is a plank. The body is a slab. I think because it has contours, though, guitarist. And time is a flat circle. What's a guitarist, though? I don't know. It's a magazine. Who's guitarist? Who is guitarist? Think Who's about guitarist? That. Think about that. I love the fact that I corrected you on that, and I didn't know. I I assumed it was just a typo or something. <laughs> I didn't know that like you genuinely. No, it's the chink in my armor. <laughs> yeah, like that's the one piece of grammar that you, that trips you up. <laughs> and it made me even happier when I found that. That out. and receive. I I literally struggle every time I write the word receive, trying to remember how to spell it. Yeah. Which I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have lots of those too. Oh, uh, I knew this girl in in high school, and we didn't like date or anything, but we wrote letters back and forth for a minute. Mm. And whenever Ooh, she would tell write us more. weird, the word weird, she would spell it W E R I D. What? Because I guess she was like slightly dyslexic or something. I don't know, but it drove me crazy. As like a child. it got you going and got your motor running. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it took me to the grocery store, but like in a slightly frightening way. Girl, you're driving me crazy. You're driving crazy right now. With that weird spelling. (laughs) That's weird. That's so weird. That's weird. Speaking of high school, I just had this realization the other day. There was uh this kid that I went to high school with who was Mm -hmm. like super heavy into... um, He would always wear Pink Floyd t-shirts. And... I was like thinking about that and how old that would have been. Like that's so old. Like how does he listen to that old music? But that's basically like '90s music now, like equivalent time wise. Isn't that weird? Ooh. It's weird. Yeah, but like if a kid now isn't wore it older than that? A freaking like Incubus T-shirt to school to high school that would be weird. Yeah, it's like well, it's like kids wearing Nirvana. And yes, now. listeners, I'm saying that Incubus is the equivalent of Pink Floyd. Incubus probably <laughs> is the equivalent of Pink Floyd. Like yeah, the nineties I mean, equivalent of Pink Floyd. Hell yeah. Or yeah. This is great. So yeah, so Jimi Hendrix is John Mayer. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> Jimi Hendrix, who would be the new Hendrix of the nineties, let's say. Of the nineties? Yeah, let's say Hendrix of the nineties. Because Incubus is the Pink Floyd of the nineties. Although Hendrix is Hendrix like before Pink Floyd? Tom Morello. I have a hard time placing <laughs> Pink Floyd chronologically. Are they're they like 60s 70s. or 70s or like they're late? 70s? So they're not. Trust part, me, I was there. They're not like. Um, obviously, they're not like Elvis and like. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, dude, Phil had Little kids Richard. that wore Pink Floyd T-shirts to his high school too. That's because they were a current band. 
Yeah, Phil had like kids they, in high they had just, school. Phil's they just children, bought it at the concert the Phil's, night before. Phil's two boys were in high school when Pink Floyd came out. Okay, here's something weird. <laughs> Did bands um, in the 70s have t-shirts? Here, Sure. Here's something like, weird. Did they wear so, t-shirts? Like, the movie like, were there was the, it like a thing like band shirts? Yes. So the okay. movie um the movie Dazed and Confused uh-huh. came out in the mid 90s with uh-huh. Owen Wilson. Nin- it came out in like 93, I think. All right, all okay. right, all right. Er, you're right, early 90s and um I'm just guessing. In the movie they say they say we're I'm not he goes I'm not going to football practice because we need to go get Aerosmith tickets. Right. Jason Landon. London and, says that. London. And uh, I don't know how they could have timed it so perfectly that the band, that those, the kids in the movie, and it's taking place in the 70s uh-huh. in the movie, wanted to see a band that became cool again in the yeah. early 90s. Like, I don't know it's how they, wild. they time, like, they couldn't have planned it, but like, Aerosmith became super huge again. I with, can't um, stand it. Looks like uh, you planned it. I know you planned it. <laughs> um, what is it? The utter... What was that? Utter... An utter disaster? That's what you're, you call it. You're That's thinking what you call a cow jumping Armageddon. over a chain link fence. Armageddon, right? No. <laughs> it was before Armageddon. Oh. But what was the utter... They had a an album with the utters on it. It was Pink. Well, yeah. like Pink was one of the songs from that album, I think. Oh. Maybe. Was it called Pink also? Probably. Pink like my favorite crayon. <laughs> it was the one with uh, Alicia Silverstone in like all the videos. Yeah, it had the song Crazy on it. It had the other crazy, song. Crazy, Alicia Silverstone and um, what's her name? Big Ones? You, was that what it was called? Yeah, Big Ones. What's her name? What is her name? She's Oh, Liv Tyler. I cannot think of Liv Tyler. This, because I remember this because... Liv Tyler was hired to do those videos before she knew that Steven yes, Tyler was true. her father. What? Yes. Yeah, she it's, thought it's literally she, like the plot to Second to Act. Second Act? Yes. <laughs> Dude, that's a real life second act. <laughs> she she thought that one that it was one of the other dudes was her dad. <laughs> Because her they mom didn't know that she didn't even, go to Harvard. That's even weirder no, that she her thought mom, one of the other dudes was her. No, dad. her mom was a groupie. It was an was like a you know a rock and roll groupie, <laughs> and so she uh, assumed that her dad was. Her mom had always told her her dad was one of the other dudes. No, 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 not from Aerosmith. Her dad was like her mom was married to some guy I think, like another rock star, and she just assumed that he was her actual father. Is that how the story? Yeah. Okay. But then it was like, holy crap, these Todd, two look a Todd lot Rundgren. alike. <laughs> okay, this is the part where Aaron corrects me after Googling things. What What is it, Aaron? Tell us. Todd Rundgren. Of is, course, Todd Rundgren. Her... Everybody knows who Todd Rundgren is. Everyone does know who Todd, Todd Rundgren is. I do. Todd, I mean, I recognize his name. Yeah, mm-hmm. same. Who I is he, Cole? He is. Oh, man. He's, he's got to be he's like a, from a band. DJ or something. <laughs> a DJ. <laughs> Todd like a rung. I think he's grand. maybe just like a solo artist. Uh-huh. Todd Rundgren tour. Todd, Todd Rundgren occupations. Todd Rundgren. Oh, he was in He was in Runt. He was in a band Todd called Rundgren. Runt. Ugh. Yeah, he's just like a guitar like a he looks session like a player guitar dude. player, like a rock and roll session. That's probably player. why. That's probably yeah. There's another famous Rundgren though. Isn't there? You're probably thinking of Liv Rundgren. <laughs> who is Todd's daughter? So, <laughs> but not allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, Todd Rundgren owned that uh, beauty, that cosmetics company, right? Of course, Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Todd Rundgren. And his daughter was the heir to the throne, but Todd. So, so on Liv Tyler's Wikipedia in a band page, called Naz. On Liv Tyler's Wikipedia page, it has possible fathers. No, the very oh. first line says. Oh, she's he American. has the song called "Hello, It's Me," which I don't know. Okay, sorry. The American, very first line said she's American actress, producer, and former model. She is best known for her portrayal of Arwen in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, that's not what true. What about it? 
You you don't think that That's she's best known for that? True. No, she's best known for being Steve Tyler's daughter and well, for being yeah. in that freaking "Don't Want to Miss a Thing" video. Well, she was all, she wasn't actually in the video. She was in the se. movie, bro. There, yeah, there were film clips of her in the video. Like she didn't film a music video for that movie. I mean, for that song. She was in the movie. Was she in the video? Well, yes. yes in but, that the movie, but, the video was like a. I would say she's more famous for her role in Armageddon than she is in. Yeah, I could get on board with that. That's because you hate. Um, you hate fantasy fit literature. No, yes. I love. I have the it. Lord of the Rings trilogy box tattooed set on your butt. Extended versions. Oh, me too. I have the whole box set tattooed on my butt. <laughs> just the words. I got the original just ones. The, I got the original a ones. A picture of the box set. No, it's you just the whole. You have the the text uh, that just says Lord of the Rings extended edition box set tattooed on your butt. Well, no, because first I got just the Lord of the Rings box set, and then they put out the extended edition, so I had to go in and have them like redo the tattoo. You know, just a totally carrot. Like to that, the, like that Pikachu. Have you seen yeah, that you, Pikachu tattoo? You had to add. You had to go back to the tattoo place and say, "Okay, I need you to add on to this now with eighty-seven more minutes of exactly. footage." <laughs> exactly, and maybe some nudity. It's the uncut version. Well, um, no, there's not. There's not. There's this. It's like it's Middle Earth. Everyone's uncut. There's not elf on elf nudity. Whoa! Un- what are you talking? About? <laughs> what? Have you seen that Pikachu tattoo? It's it's. No. Like you see it posted because it's like a really good cover up. Somebody got this like terrible tattoo of Pikachu. It's like really poorly done. So then they went back oh, later yeah, yeah. and got that like a really nice one of Pikachu painting the crappy one like on an easel. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's pretty good. That. So Liv Tyler, guys, call into the phone line and tell us if you think she's more well known. She's like such a minimal character in Lord of the Rings. That's what's. Like, live free or die, Tyler. That's what I always say. <laughs> no, dude. Live free or die, Rundgren. <laughs> die, live Tyler, or, or die, Rundgren. <laughs> die, Rundgren. Rundgren. Rundgren is Rundgren. one of the Rundgren. hardest names to say. Rundgren. <laughs> Rundgren? Rundgren? I need to know more Are you about thinking, the You're fact thinking that... of... I got. I know what you're thinking of, Cole. You're thinking of the Grunions. <laughs> Grunion. That's easy to say. The running Grunion, of the dude. Grunions. So Isn't that but a now when you add run, I could go is that a creature that's kind, right that's kind of like a lemming? I don't right? know. I was thinking of <laughs> Vanessa Hungren's. Oh, the Hungren games. <laughs> <laughs> the Hungren games? The Hungren games. <laughs> the Hungren games. 100 oh, years it. of solitude. Vanessa no. Hungren's is making me laugh. I got to admit. I got it. The Hungren games is the game of trying to figure out who... Who's your father? Liv Tyler's daddy is. Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> well, I know he's a rock star, but that's all I got. <laughs> he's one of nine rock stars. It was a crazy time. My mom had a crazy, crazy I'm life. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna read Liv Tyler's Wikipedia page if we don't change the subject here. Yeah, we did. Read it out loud. No, because that is that's a very creepy. Story. Todd Rungren. Rungren. I don't think so. I think what happened is her mom like hooked up with Steven Tyler and then she like met Todd Rungren and they started a relationship. And but you she know, was like, that, party, that, that part isn't, with that part isn't that messed up. Oh, part, she's part, like, yeah. you. Did so Steve Tyler knew that she was his daughter, but then I don't also think he knew either. Hired him to do modeling or something. I don't think no, he knew Cole, either. Neither one of were, them knew. Everyone was intimate with everyone. So there was like, who's to say? I'm sorry I'm trying to put put them in my in my square box, you know, in Squaresville. I'm saying I don't think he, I don't think either he or she knew that they were father-daughter. Cole, you're just so uptight. Just like, so just how did they up. find just, that out? Well, he may have known that he had a daughter. I don't know. No. I'm sure the mom knew and she was like, bro, that's your daughter. But also he probably didn't hire her. Yeah, like yeah, he probably like I doubt that Steven Tyler is like probably doing casting calls, looking through headshots and stuff like that. I mean, he may have been. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He may he may have been, <laughs> but not. What's kind of messed up though hire. is like 
It's like she totally, I'm sure as soon as she found out, she's like, peace out, Todd Rundgren, whoever the <laughs> F you are. No, Todd Rundgren go was her dad Steve for like Tyler. 20 years. He's like her dad. Although if I found out Steven Tyler was my dad like today, I would be like, peace out, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, screw Pat. Freaking a-hole. <laughs> He's not even I a always patron. suspected. <laughs> I'm never calling you again. <laughs> I always suspected Steven Tyler was my dad. <laughs> and now that Tyler I know, PJs. I'm excited now that I'm going to grow up to look like an old woman. <laughs> he did. He did not age well. No. Like a lot of rockers. And I guess it's because like people who were into in rock before. Like the Beatles, like Paul McCartney still looks just like a normal person, but maybe they didn't do a lot of the hard drugs. They did like psychedelic drugs, I guess, but they probably weren't just doing cocaine all the time. Well, they were also wasn't like there wasn't this big push to look crazy. Yeah, that's true. Because Steven Teller actually doesn't look bad for a 70 year old man. Like he doesn't look. Super I guess old. he is seventy. The, that's what's crazy about Aerosmith. They've Aerosmith been, around, been around. Yeah, they're they've old. been around for so freaking long. And right. That, had, that was my. I know, yeah, but like point. the fact that like when I think about them, I think of them as like as an eighties nineties band. But that's but that was their comeback. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Their big their first hit was in like nine like seventy three. Dream on was seventy three. That's crazy talk. And it's crazy because I was listening to Dream On the other day. That song's freaking awesome, by the way. And his voice yes. sounds so good on it. And it's it's crazy how much his voice changed between then and like their later stuff. Yeah. Because his, his voice was a lot, like I don't know, deeper and harder, I guess. He's only five years younger than Mick Jagger. They're basically Jagger, contemporaries. Mick Jagger's aged pretty well, though. He's still looking but, pretty good. Yeah, I'm just, I was just thinking like Rolling Stones you think of as like an old band. No, That's I was true. Being, I, I was being sarcastic, oh. though, because Mick Jagger <laughs> looks like an old baseball mitt. <laughs> no, I agree with you, Keith Aaron. Richards I feel looks like, worse than Mick. Yeah, Keith yeah. Richards looks worse than everyone. <laughs> I, I feel, in my mind, for some reason, Mick Jagger and Aerosmith feel like, like Aerosmith, uh, Steven Tyler could be Aeros, uh, Mick Jagger's kid. Yeah, in my yeah. mind, like they could, they generationally, they seem like the next generation, not like just after. Right, but I think the the truth is, Rolling Stones were like late for later in their era, and yeah. Rolling Stones were like early for their era or whatever. Yeah, and I think it's because they do different things. Like the Rolling Stones had that kind of classic rock, early rock sound, and. But the Rolling Aerosmith Stones never more came like back, the though. Early hard rock thing. Yeah, the Rolling Stones never came back. Like they, they were, were always not... just like the Rolling Stones, and yeah, yeah, exactly. They were not popular in any current era. They didn't like reinvent know. themselves. They were always popular as like a well, your classic, dad's like classic an old music, a like classic act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. There or you for go. Phil, like your older brother, like his type of music. Right. <clears throat> my my older cousin who brings records over, Elton John. <laughs> March 1947. Jeez. Elton John is another one that I can't really place. I know that he's old now, but like he's been, well, because well, he's Elton John and he started Steven Tyler are too. exactly a year apart. Say what? They're exactly oh, one year apart. Elton John they and Steven Tyler. What? Yeah. Wow. They were both, they were born in Marches a year apart. That's wild. Elton John he's, has done a good job of staying relevant like he was around in the 60s what? i think not relevant but like <laughs> i don't mean staying relevant like in the sense of like yeah, pop yeah. music but like, like he doesn't have a he doesn't have a number one more popular right but like updating or Liv his, tyler updating yeah. his his sound to like kind of stay modern well and also like him he, did, he and billy joel both like people were still yeah like they did their tour that face-to-face tour and then he was writing broadway shows and stuff well he had that album in like the late 90s or early 2000s that it was pretty popular too yeah that i posted that type recently. of music like you can you can picture that sticking around more though yeah because pianos kind of always sound the same i think one yeah. of the that's one of the weird things about guitar music is that guitar tone changes so much 
like the sound of guitars, you yeah. could not get away with like sounding like the early Rolling Stones. Now, also, I guess part of that's just production value and stuff like equipment. Yeah, but it has very much production. like the electric guitar is such a crazy instrument where a piano is just a piano that you're recreating. And granted, you can have like a synth or right. whatever, but but if you're trying to make a piano, it's like an acoustic guitar, you know, like yeah, you know true. what an acoustic guitar sounds like. Yeah. Whereas electric guitar at this point is essentially like a MIDI controller. Exactly. Yeah. It's like an effects controller. Yeah. For the most part. Speaking of electric guitars, this episode <laughs> is sponsored by Sinusoid. That exact. Pro Audio Couture. They make the best cable ropes for your guitars. Even if um, it's an acoustic guitar that you have to plug in. Yeah, an acoustic. You still electric. have to plug it in, you guys. An electric acoustic. Well, um, I have one of those. When you play to more than like five people, Phil, mm-hmm. you do have to plug it in. Or even if you just want to connect your microphone to something, like a public yeah. address system, yeah, you can do that. If you're a with politician, with XLR cables, I'm sure we have lots of politicians who have to give speeches that are listeners. Yeah, are there any speeches that are memorable to you from politicians, Phil? Um, yes, uh, this one time Hillary Clinton said. <laughs> Pokemon go to the polls. <laughs> you can Pokemon go to the rock show with your sinusoid cables. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. I don't know how I never heard that. Remember Hillary as, Clinton? As a fan, as an equal parts fan of funny videos <laughs> say, and Pokemon Go, I and Hillary, and Hillary of, Clinton. It is hard Three-way to tell. I'm a Three-way huge tie. Hillary fan. Um, you got that tattoo. The big H. Exactly. I have the Lord of the Rings on one cheek and just Hillary Clinton's face. I got Kat Von D to do it because she's so good at those portraits. And because I agree with her stance on not vaccinating children. Did you go on her show, though? Were you on LA Inc.? <laughs> yeah, dude. Nice. There was, so much, there was so much drama, too. I don't know. Dude, do you remember Miami Inc.? Heck, yeah. yeah. Miami That's where Inc. Cat got her start. LA Inc. That's where Kat got her start. On TLC, Cole was man. on the show. I learned but... so much on that show, dude. Real talk, though, Miami Inc. was a great <laughs> show. Yeah, I, I really it. enjoyed. I watched that show. a bunch. It I was watched no every inter- episode multiple times. It was no intervention, but it was good. No, Ami is Ami and the two Chris's and Darren. I love those dudes. That I legitimately love that show. Yeah, but wait, but you have no tattoos. What? You don't have tattoos. But you like the show. I, I just told have, you I have two I tattoos. Have a tattoo. No, I'm talking to Aaron at this point. I do have a tattoo. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, have, think I, I have a tattoo. You think my mom won't let me get a tattoo? So how have you never seen my tattoo? I'm not remembering. Oh, I know show why. Me right it's now. because I wear long sleeves all the time. Where is it? Show me right now. Even show us. Summer. It's on my arm. Show us in the thing. No. It's uh, It's not great. I don't love it. I don't think I okay. forget about you it. You don't have to love it, but it's now it's on your body. Show us. It's not on my body. It's it is my body. Just show us. I'm gonna show you. Ready? It's on my arm. You see it? Yeah. There it is. Oh weird. It's a tattoo of a swastika. <laughs> <laughs> is that a hammer and sickle? Here's and it check says, this out. And it says Hitler had a lot of good ideas. <laughs> if you if you used to be a Nazi and you had a swastika, the best way is not to cover it up, but just to like add one of those little Calvins peeing on it, right? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's the best way to stick it to the Nazis. <laughs> yeah, to own the Nazis. That is a good idea. That's the way to do it. You're right. You are correct. I liked. I saw. You know how it used to be like the Calvin peeing on the Ford or the Chevy symbol. Yeah. And uh, I've seen trucks that just have the Calvin peeing on like the actual like on their on the own. tailgate that has the symbol. <laughs> yeah, like peeing on that, which is pretty. But you're funny. supposed to pee on the other brand. Exactly. That's what's Not funny. Your like, own brand. It's. I res- I respect that. You know. Oh, guys, check this out. I got some big news. Uh-oh. Okay. So in the Secret you're Santa a tattoo, I got uh, <laughs> Fox Pedal Kingdom right, which was cool. Whatever. But last <laughs> night, I decided to make a trade for Crap. the Sorry. 15th anniversary edition of the Keeley 2-knob compressor. And I could not be, well, I probably could be, 
Because as happy. Aaron as Aaron has always said, the only thing better than one knob is two knobs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All my that is exciting. Technically, he's trading. He's trading three knobs for two. knobs. I'm trading three knobs and two switches for two knobs and no switches. Ooh, yeesh. That's a down. Sure, that's a good deal. It's a great deal, in fact. Okay. You're not adding value, though, according to Phil's formula. Oh, mm-hmm. there's a cat. I'm adding value in that each knob is now worth more than the knobs before. <laughs> so you're into Maybe. quality and not quantity. Yeah. I'm. So I've been playing with the compressors on the HX Stomp, uh-huh. and I like compressors. Dude, every time I have a compressor, I was saying this last night, every time yeah, I have yeah. a compressor, I like it, but I always end up selling them. And I think because I feel like it's like the most dispensable thing. Right. Yeah. It doesn't feel sexy. When like, in reality, it's it's way more useful than a fuzz pedal. I know, like, I hate to say that, you know? Yeah, like having it's multiple very, fuzz pedals. It's not very on brand, but having, yeah, having three pe- fuzz pedals on your board is not as useful as having a compressor. The end. The okay. end. <laughs> totally. I totally so agree. tell me, do you know the difference between all the different key? Like that's what Keeley is most known for in my mind is the compressors. Is that so the two, say? yeah, the two knob one is just um, like sensitivity and level, like in like a Dynacomp or something. Yeah, I think the three knob one adds a tone knob. Was that a tusk pick, Phil? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> That's my understanding is the three knob adds the tone knob and the four knob adds a blend control. Oh, like a wet like a wet dry mix or something? Yeah. Huh. And then the compressor plus has like the pickup selector switch. So it has a a setting for Oh no, here we go. It doesn't. It has the four knob has sustain and attack. Level and clipping, which I guess is like, I don't know what the clipping control does exactly. Um, so maybe the three knob has attack and release or attack and three knob has three knobs labeled. Someone else knows this already and they're hating this part. Yeah, sustain and attack and level. So it has sustain and level, the two knob. The third one adds attack. The fourth one adds a, or the four knob adds clipping. And then the compressor plus has compression level um, mix or blend and tone. And also the humbucker single coil switch. Those are the four versions that I know. But then he has other compressors too. Like there's a studio one and there's a bass one and there's a, a limiter but go on am i right in saying that uh that they are most popular for their compressor like that's what keely's most well known for i think that's what put him on the map yeah it's like, kind of crazy that yeah the like it says, compressor is like a classic it says a lot about the pedal because like we yeah. talked about Compressors aren't very, like, flashy, you know? Right. Especially a two-knob compressor, like, so simple. Like, something like the Pelotar, it's it's easy to see what the appeal of it is, and it's a very cool pedal that's mm-hmm. unique and everything. Like a compressor, it, it must be good to have put them on the map, you know? Yeah. So, like, what's that pedal that came out, the Game Changer audio one the, with, the, like, the lightning bolt in it or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Something like that can, like, take off just because it's unique and it doesn't actually have to sound good. Or, like, you know, it doesn't have to sound, like, amazing. It's just, like, cool and new. But, like, a yeah, two-knob compressor, like, has to be good. Yeah, like, there's nothing cool about it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that that Game Changer pedal, like, I don't know. It is there anything more to it than just a gimmick? I don't know. I think, well, I think the cool thing is you're allowed to, like, control the amount of voltage, so you can kind of, like, do a voltage sag kind of thing with it. Okay. But I've never actually, I've heard the one. The one you're talking about is that plasma one with the little, yeah, that's what it's called. It looks like a little fluorescent tube in there. Yeah. I mean, it's like lightning bolts, but. Yeah, it's called the plasma, I think. That's, I don't know. It's interesting. It's 300 bucks. 
it's it's surprisingly gimmicky. It is. Like, I feel like, like it's the, that will like it's like a flash in the pan kind of thing. It seems like like the caber. That's what it's called, right? The the why did I just blank on their name? Ed Chu's company. Um, wrought iron. Yes. Um, like that is cool. It's not like gimmicky. It's a, it's just a cool design. You know, it's not Uh, like he's saying that the sword, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. The one, the Lord of the Rings guy. Yeah. Yeah. Where the, the, you know, that movie is like the sword, that movie that Liv Tyler is most well known for. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like it's not he's not claiming that it's you know in any way tied to Oh no it's not the Lord of the Rings one it's not it's the one that has like Kylo Ren's Highlander lightsaber on it Yeah it has Kylo Ren's lightsaber on it <laughs> as a huge fan of Star it Wars It does Isn't it something else It's Kylo Ren's light this one is Kylo Ren's lightsaber and then it has a quote from uh, Cormac McCarthy on it but he has the other one, the Orcrist, which has the Lord of the Rings sword on it that lights up oh, his okay. letters. Oh, it is Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Because yeah, it like red it's like a red yeah, glitchy yeah. flash thing. I was thinking it was more I was thinking he was he was always more into fantasy than sci fi. That's a good question. Is Star Wars fantasy or sci fi? Fantasy. It is, right? I mean, yeah, I guess once you bring like the force into it, it's not sci-fi anymore. And I think I think but, the sci-fi is being largely based in the future and this is based in the past, Star Wars. Well, yeah, the it, it's Well, but it's in a galaxy far away, so time is kind of It's fantasy, it's fantasy in space, that's is true. what it is. Like fantasy. although it is temporally behind us, like it's more advanced technologically and societally than we are. Yeah, I don't know about societally. There's an emperor that rules everybody with an iron fist. Yeah, but well, I don't mean advances. Ever heard in, of like, America? I don't Phil? mean advances in more sophisticated. I mean advances in like further along the spectrum. Like they're already like post-apocalypse, essentially. Yeah, and they have like freaking speeder bikes and stuff. We don't have those. Yeah, dude. Have, and, well, that's technologically. And they yeah. have other things that we don't have. <laughs> Leia has like cinnamon buns on her head. But think about the way they get along with other species. Like we don't have, we're not doing that societally. Yeah, I know. We hate other. We don't. We can't even get along Although, with people of our own species. There is. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Podcast over. <laughs> Boom. There is like some weird racial undertones with some of the other species, right? It's, well, that <laughs> happened. That happened with the uh, prequels. Was it more like just all the of a sudden? It, Was it not that way with the Ewoks? Mm, well, okay. So. so here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the what Jawa he did. maybe. But they seem okay. vaguely Bedouin. What <laughs> What happened was in uh, four, five, and six, the different species didn't speak English. They had subtitles on the bottom. Oh, did they'd they? speak in their language and then they'd have subtitles on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But in um, the prequels, I don't know why, but he chose to have them speaking English. But with like a no, because Admiral Akbar and, and gave them Admiral Akbar said it's a trap in English. Okay, he's but he's like yeah, but that's like you're, I, I know there are but like Aaron, I'm saying oh, you're it's talking like about me saying, saying don't a biblioteca. No, I get what you're saying. You're talking about like people who aren't like. Like the secluded species. There were a lot of species, and you're right. There were some who spoke. There were there were different species that spoke English, yeah. but those ones that spoke English, they didn't speak it with a different accent. Right. And then yeah. he added one in in the prequels. He gave these different species. He had them speaking English with accents. There's like two Jar-Jar that I'm thinking of specifically. Beaks. Okay, three. Three. The where Jar Jar like one. I know. Like we're like racist stereotypes. That's what's troubling, and I know everyone and their dog has talked about that. But like, yeah, how was yes. that okay in two thousand one? I don't. He. I don't know. And like it, it wasn't. Seemed, people got. People were like, "Wait, what I the guess hell so, are you doing?" Yeah. Like even at seen, the time, people were like, "What? What are you doing?" Have you seen the theory, the theory that like he's like a master Jedi? Jar Jar. George Lucas. Oh no! And he's basically <laughs> doing like a like a Jackie Chan drunken 
master yes, thing I've the heard, whole time. I've heard that. It's, yes, that makes me mad <laughs> to even think about. But I'm glad we brought up Star Wars to get Phil back into the episode. <laughs> yeah, he was gone. I was literally We're snoring losing. into a coma listening to Aaron talk about different compressors. <laughs> Like I say, snoring into a coma, like you're snoring into, like, into, you know. Yeah. I was snoring my way into a coma. Phil, I have to make that dude in the tone mob happy and make this podcast more informative, okay? Okay. Well, then good. (laughs) Good. Good job. No. Or else he's going to come show his fuzz pedal to my wife again. I think that comment was about informative as you podcast. (laughs) About as, about informative as you podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then I insulted his grandchildren. How dare when, you? when did you insult his grandchildren? You don't remember? So it was like this whole thing. It was this whole thing. There was a, there was a, an incident in a in a Facebook group a while back where I don't even remember what happened. Oh, someone posted about like um It was about Devi Ever, wasn't it? No, it wasn't was about Devi Ever. It was about um like buying and selling. Someone Oh, it was about a company that was getting a oh, cease yeah, and yeah. desist from um, Eventide. Yeah, and, and, you I, said was, like and I said something like, unite, or "Oh no!" I said rejoice. it's like a capitalist wet dream, because like capitalists should love that, right? <laughs> and then yeah. someone else said, and then this That's dude's capitalism. like, "No, it's more like a, a socialist snowflake dream or something." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, good, good one." And then, and then, <laughs> and then, and then he, he got comes mad back and he, he goes, good one? "Oh, about as informative as you podcast." Oh, yes. Now I remember. And so then I looked at his profile and I saw that he was old. And I said, you kiss your great, you kiss your great grandchildren with that mouth. <laughs> Which oh. is a solid burn. <laughs> yes. And then and then that's when. And then okay, he right. said, ask your wife about it because I was banging her last night. No, or what, he's you know, like, yeah, ask your, wife about, ask your wife about my fuzz pedal. Like, Which is like, what? first of all, okay. that's not like. What aspect of that is bragging? Like you're saying you have an excessive amount of pubic hair or something? <laughs> like you refer to it as your fuzz pedal? That doesn't make any sense. You just got a little. It's, it's got very a, distorted and compressed, I guess. You get a little block area down there, with a, and then with a little hard click foot switch <laughs> sticking out. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was, and then he said something, and then he got, yeah, then it got like really bad. And then, yeah, then everyone came and they're like, okay, everyone calm down. There are many yeah, sides. Every, everyone like, came? Yeah. That's when that's when it was like, hey, everyone chill out. And it's like, maybe tell the one guy who's being a total a-hole to chill out. And but I got I got called out for being political and for um, also talking about bringing his grandchildren into it, which I didn't do. Yeah. You were making – it was an old joke. It had nothing to do with his grandchildren. Because yeah. you said, first of all, his great-grandchildren, which I yeah. would be surprised if he has any. Exactly. And I intentionally did that because I was like, well, he probably has yes, grandchildren. because it was a joke. So I'm going to make it say great-grandchildren because it's funnier and it's less likely to be true. Yeah. But that's the thing. People like to like, oh, crap, where where can I find a place to be offended here so that but I also like have the upper the, hand? The, so the, the what's, what do you call it, the trope? The trope is like you kiss your mother with that mouth. But yeah, saying exactly. you kiss your mother with that mouth isn't about your mother. Yeah. It's, it's about, about you having, you having, having a potty mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's not about, it's not about, about sweet, your grandchildren. Sweet, sweet, tasty mouths. That's what it's about. <laughs> anyway. I'm back in, by the way. I'm a fan of... To the podcast? Certain yeah, things. Yeah, I was like... I was, I was out when he was talking about compressors. I don't mean to throw anyone under the bus. About Star Wars. Then I was out. But that we was crazy about, talk grandpas that kind of stuff doesn't in. happen in our group We're talking about sweet well sweet the fights mouths. do but not not the not the the clamp down we're not wearing green and brown what we're not wearing green and brown okay i'm back out i don't know what's happening you don't know the clash <laughs> do you listen to the clash am i no. listening to the clash right you now you start wearing green and brown and working for the clamp down i never really liked the clash are you freaking what? kidding me? <laughs> you don't like the Clash? Sorry, dude. I mean, I, I haven't love... listened. I haven't listened to him very much. I'm not as old as you are, Aaron. That's yeah, true. Aaron. You're, You're like, not. Hey, hey, you guys. Three have you heard of this cool band, Who First and the Gotcha Gotchas? <laughs> Did you listen to him at all? 
Yes. They're good, right? They're good, huh? Yeah, they're they're super awesome. They're like I liked so who posted fun. who posted about them in the group. John Waite, I think. Oh yeah, because he was saying like my wife and kids like him, and I wanted to be like, house, yeah. okay, just as a heads up, they drop just random <laughs> f words for no reason. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, just be aware. Wait, in, into into cover songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, not even great. like sometimes they drop them in the middle, like where it makes sense, and sometimes at the end, like at the end of a lot of their songs, he's just like, yeah, yeah, and sometimes we'd be like, yeah, mother effer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, remember in uh, that movie, um, was it? What was the movie where there's the they're at the wedding, second and the, act, the, and the wedding, <laughs> and the wedding, the guy singing in the band. Oh yeah, like, it was, was adding uh, the F word. It's a Will Ferrell movie, isn't it? Oh no, it's Wedding um, Crashers. It's in the Wedding Crashers, I think. No, is it old school? It's, it's, it's old, old school. school yeah, yeah. It's but so that dude good. had a what was that? That dude had a, the Dan band. Yes, yeah. he. Yeah. It's like his but thing. He's singing totally clips of the heart. Yeah, he's throwing <laughs> f bombs in, and he throws the f word into it. <laughs> I watched that on the airplane a little while ago. It's so good. Freaking love that movie. That's a good movie. <laughs> That's oh. like I have all these new movies I can choose from that I haven't seen, but now nah, I'll just watch old school again. Listen to the Clash, great. guys. You got to listen to the Clash. Okay, what what album? London, should I listen London to? Calling. Don't say is... London Calling. London oh. Calling is so good. <laughs> It's really good. Okay, next should I go listen to the Ramones? Okay, I'm sorry that London Calling is so good. Not that song. That song is okay. The album is good. Aaron, have you heard of the band The Doors? It's a double album. They're they're good. Yeah, I've heard of The Doors. doors. I think they suck. Yeah. I really don't like The Doors. I, because they're famous. I prefer Danzig to the Doors. Part of what I don't like about that, the Doors is that like sense. everyone who watched that freaking documentary thinks that they're now that they're like super deep and cool for liking the Doors or whatever. It was a documentary. Are you talking about the the documentary starring Val Kilmer? Yeah, the Oliver Stone movie. <laughs> there was, a, was was there a documentary that came out around the same time? I swear there was like like some made for TV movie or something like that. Are you talking was. about the movie Willow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that documentary with the short guy. What's his name? He's on some of those British panel shows, and he's pretty oh, is funny. He? I can't think of his name though. Oh, you mean the Willow, the There's, character, yeah, the yeah. actor? Yeah, his name is um. Oh, damn it, he he's a uh, Phil. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all of Cole's family. Um, <laughs> young and Especially old. my nephews and nieces. <laughs> yes. His name is Warwick, da- Warwick Davis. Warwick, Warwick Davis. Yes. It's He's just in pronounced all- Warwick, he- though. War- not Warwick? No. No. You don't pronounce the second W like a W. A hundred Warwick. Everyone knows that rule in English when there's two W's, you never pronounce It's like Willow. <laughs> it's not Willow. Do you guys remember <laughs> that movie, The Land of Far Away? No, but can I just uh, another Dude, Star Wars trivia? you should watch it. It's from 1987, starring Christian Bale. Okay, you can choose one thing. I'll either listen to London Calling, the CD, or I'll watch The Land of Far Away. <laughs> it's a really hard choice. <laughs> it's like Sophie's choice. <laughs> one is a legendary album that I'm not familiar with and should be, and one is a movie that most people have never heard of and don't care about. Dude, Christian Bale plays this kid named Yum 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 Yum, and he plays a pan flute. Do do do. And there's this evil guy, <laughs> Christopher Lee plays this evil guy who like makes a heart float in the air. Dude, I've never seen this movie. How have I never seen this movie? This looks I, that's great. Cr- you would love it. I've said a lot of awful things that would make people believe that I'm a bad person on this podcast, but I'm most self conscious now after saying that I don't like the clash. Um, <laughs> you should be, you're going to get a lot of attack and I'm trying to like, I guess so it's cause it's okay to say you're not like into them, but as long as you don't say they suck, then I, well, I've just never listened to them, but yeah, that's but I, fine. I think I was just into harder stuff back when I was younger. And then I've had no interest in getting into them as an adult, but for real, you like ska and you like early ska stuff, yeah, right? But like they, you like the specials stuff, and stuff. Their ska type stuff seems so, well, I don't know. I, I'm saying like, you I, have you got to listen to the full album of London Calling because there are some okay. like deep cuts on there that are really good. 
Okay. The card sheet in it. particular is one of my favorite songs ever. I'm mostly worried about what Jay Cross is going to think about me. Lose all my street Dude, cred. Jake, Jake is going to hate you after this. Jake Ross. Jake Ross is not going to be happy. Jay. Is, is he going to be cross? He's going to be so cross with you. Mm-hmm. So. That's not a thing that we say in America, is it? Cross. Not really. He's going to be cross. I mean, it's what old people say. I got in a row with my mate the other day, and he was real cross. That's row. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. No, I mean we just Dude, how we, have I not seen this got, movie? I was just saying we lined up in a row. <laughs> you're playing you're playing uh crap. What the, what's that game? We were playing British Bulldogs. Break through their arms. Red Rover? Red Rover, yeah. But we were playing British Bulldogs. Did you ever play that? Yes. We were allowed to play that at school when I was a kid. How crazy is that? What is it? You you just put someone in the middle. It's kind of like Red Rover. So you put someone in the middle, and everyone else runs across, and the person in the middle tries to tackle someone. Yikes. And whoever gets tackled is then in the middle. And then people <laughs> just keep running across, and eventually you're like 50-50. So like half the people are trying to not get tackled, and half the people are trying to tackle the other half. And then at some point, there's like two guys left, and <laughs> Everyone's trying everyone's to tackle. Just swarming. No, no, no. I thought. Okay, wait. British Bull. The way we or, is, played it. Maybe that's something else. Okay, you. The way we yours. played it is you have to grab the person and pick them up, and then yell, "British Bulldog, one, two, three. And if you have them up in the air, while you say that, then what? they are now on your team and they are in charge of. They are part of your group trying to run around and grab. Yeah, people. maybe we just did it like the hardcore version, where instead of picking people up, you tackle them to the ground. We did it no, because see, we did it at youth group, and I remember somebody getting kicked in the face, like because we, you'd grab them and try to lift them in the ground, and so they're trying to fight you because they're trying to get away. So, so if with the small people, like one person grab can grab somebody small and lift them up in the air, but when it's like somebody who's like, you Dude, know, I would have freaking owned that game. Yeah, somebody super scrappy, then you get like, you know, five guys running at one person and trying to get them up off the ground. And that person is like going nuts, trying to get back onto the ground. They, all they have to do is touch the ground to be, to be safe, you know? Uh, so they're like flailing and kicking and, <laughs> and swinging. <laughs> I can't believe the kind of things we did in, in youth group. I'm pretty I mean, sure we played this in middle school and I'm pretty sure we were not so sophisticated. We literally just tackled each other. You I looked did. on Urban Dictionary for British Bulldog. The very first, oh dis- no, don't. First, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, definition is no. Brutal- don't read it. Oh no, no, okay. no, don't read it's, it. It's a brutal game played by British school kids, usually played on a football pitch by anywhere between ten and hundred players. That is the first of five paragraphs in that uh, description, and and then the second one is so so this thing like takes up an entire page. The second one. A stupid game of death played in English schools during break time. <laughs> Period. Game of death. And then number three and four were comical, and I sent them in the Facebook Messenger. And we'll let the viewers go look those up themselves. Urban Dictionary, man. <laughs> I'm looking, through so I'm clutch. looking it up on Wikipedia, and it seems to be a mix of what Phil and I say. I'm sure there's variations. The game is characterized by its physically and its physicality and is often regarded as violent leading it to be banned from many schools in the 60s 70s 80s and 90s due to injuries to the participants although this trend is now being reversed whoa nice i'm telling you we played this game hardcore snowflakes it wasn't even like nice tackles it was like body slams not in trump's america so bring that game back it grown up we would a lot of like in the winter we'd just have snow packed on the ground all throughout the winter and so we would play a lot of tackling, tackle-based games, you know, because it wouldn't really hurt to get tackled into the snow. Like fishing? over time. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> you idiot. Uh, I don't like you, Aaron. Um, <clears throat> but then it would, like, flip to where, like, the frozen ground is a lot harder than grass, for example. Yeah, right. So, like, I swear we would... We probably got so many concussions and didn't really realize it. You know, you just get slammed down on the ice and your head hits the ice and like you're Ugh. out of it for a little while. And <laughs> yeah. And now look at us. Mm-hmm. We're running the country. <laughs> Who are? 
Uh, Colon Mitt Romney. <laughs> Hoo ah. Hoo ah. That's whatever. I I never think of that like in the proper context. I only think of it when I say who are. Then it reminds me of who are. What is the proper context? It's like a weird yell. Yeah, like, it's like is, there's no proper context for that's true. yelling hoo ah. Hoo ah. We really should try to use that in the proper context. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, before we leave, I want to say thanks again to the Gun Street Wiring Shop. Sean, I'll be hitting you up maybe soon. I have some ideas. If you want to get new wiring for your guitar, you got some crazy pickup configuration ideas. Did I talk about the wiring on my telly already? No. Let's save guitars for the next episode. Let's for Cole Duke for the next episode. And hey, yeah, yeah, I'm Aaron. Yeah. Thanks for friendship. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Have you seen that video real quick before Thanks we go? Friendship. Of the dude who like practiced that and <laughs> so, smoking weed every day. No, he practiced, he practiced the song. He put that so, practice into place he, like, in his life. He he memorized exactly how long the space was. <laughs> and so he finally nailed like coming in at the right time with the second line, part of that line. <laughs> And just like goes ecstatic. He got so happy. <laughs> I need to go watch that. Uh, anyway, thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship.